Signal City, a beacon for the young and superpowered. A community where citizens of a new generation find themselves in all the masks they wear. Will they learn to thrive or to threaten? What kind of world will they fight for? Find out as we follow the heroics and teenage struggle of Vigil, the Scion, and I'm here to make things right. Lilith, the curator, and I'm never <laughs> alone. Grimoire, the Nova, and I'm here to work my magic. Shrike, the Janus, and I wear plenty of masks. We welcome you to Re-Roleplay. We begin with a panel of a darkened room. It's clearly nighttime. Uh, the only light in the room is the illumination of computer screens, and we see uh, Betsy working feverishly over them. Betsy, would you like to describe what you're currently up to? Uh, Betsy is doing her darndest to track down Shrike. Um, Shrike kind of walked out on the team and nobody's seen her. Well, nobody's seen Shrike, nobody's seen Clara in a couple of days now. And Betsy feels worried, uh, but also kind of guilty and like it's her fault that all this happened and is trying to fix it. <clears throat> so it's what, Thursday now? Thursday yeah, night? Thursday. Yeah, we can say it's Thursday. Oh, Thursday boy. or Friday. The, the longer it is, the tastier it is. I think it's. I concerned. think it's a Friday night. I think oh. it, is it maybe it it will be Friday when we wake up, but it's, <laughs> but it's like two in the morning, so it's technically well, that would be Friday. Thursday. Well, that'd be Thursday night. Yeah, I, I think we're kind of montaging through the days up to Friday. Uh -huh. Frankly, oh boy. Um, so we see uh, Betsy looking at a a map of the city where uh, a progress bar. Is, is slowly ticking up, and uh, the red text on the screen as it finishes is uh, trace inconclusive. Hmm. I think I'm going to change my tactics, because uh, previously I was probably trying to trace her cell phone, right? Probably. Yeah, probably. You, you tell me. Or were you yeah. trying to trace her suit, and now you're going for the cell phone? Okay, it was the suit first. Now I'm going to try to tra trace the cell phone itself, which is a little harder because I didn't... Uh, I didn't write the <laughs> software on the phone, <laughs> unlike the suit, so it's, it's a little bit more work. Um, so yeah, sh sh should I roll something for this? Uh, roll to unleash your powers. Cool. That's a nine on the dice, and my freak's a plus three, so that's a twelve. <laughs> on freak is track. plus three? It is right now. Oh boy. So you get a you get a fix on the phone, and the phone appears to be at Clara's house right now. Hmm. Suspicious, because I'm pretty sure Clara's parents have been worried about her, but I'll go check it out. Yeah, we get a few panels of uh of vigil, I, I assume Betsy's kidding up for this. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, a vigil, uh, walking, walking down the street, because uh, as as we've established, Clara lives very near the sanctum. It's like a few blocks. Yeah, and uh, we get a panel of her zip lining to the roof and looking in the window and and pinging the uh, like find my phone yes. button, and we just get a frame. Uh, that is, is you can see her framed out the window with her own phone, and in the foreground, just sitting on Clara's bed, is her phone uh, with the little like pinging screen mm -hmm. on it. Uh, the room is the room is dark and uninhabited, and looks like it has been for some time. 
taped to the window right about at Betsy's eye level that she, she doesn't see until the, the light of the phone comes on and starts like blinking inside is a note in Clara's adorably messy handwriting that just says, don't even try, Bets. Betsy's gonna try. <laughs> <laughs> so from there, we cut to, uh, we, we, we cut to another darkened room where... Layla is bent low over a map of Signal City. Uh, Layla, would you like to describe what you're doing? Layla is, it looks like she's been at this for hours. She's she's kind of like actually like leaning her head on her hand, like which is like her elbows on the table. And over the map, she's been spinning a pendulum. It's... Um, it's clearly something she got out of the basement of the sanctum. It it looks very old. Like it's it's Yeah, we've we've got the sort of like ancient like the the crate with the unpacked yeah. hay behind her. Yeah, it's it's um like a I think it's a chunk of I'm going to say rose quartz on a tarnished silver chain and I think it might it might even have some like weird ivory beads like attached to it it's it's this is clearly an artifact she's using Mm -hmm. and she's just kind of spinning it over the map she's she's been like 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 she like first over one neighborhood then over another then over a third nothing like 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 it doesn't appear that the spinning pattern of this thing has changed at all and she's just kind of like takes a deep frustrated breath goes back to the first place first neighborhood she started over and then like cycles over basically the entire city map and get and is getting no hits and is just just looking like tired and as i think in addition there's like on when you get a little inset panel of this artifact you can also see a little like woven bracelet that um she that Layla got from Celine. It belongs to Clara, and um, she's she was ba- basically like using that as mm-hmm. like as like like a focus. Like this is who you're looking for. Pendulum's got to get the the metaphysical scent. Yes, literally that. She's she's using something that belongs to Clara to try to to find her using this pendulum to try to douse for her, and she she's not picking up any hits. It's yeah, not nothing. getting anywhere. Um, we, we get a few panels of this and finally, um, just a panel of, of Layla sort of just putting this, this pendulum down, just dropping it in a huff and, and rubbing at her temples. Uh, and, and then a bit of a, a bit of a light bulb goes on in the back of her head. Um, and we get, uh, some, some panels of Layla running towards the basement mm-hmm. where we see, uh, she looks over for the manifest, the index that's usually, uh, hung on in the doorway and it's not there. And instead, uh, it is, it is sort of placed askew on a nearby side table. Yeah. Layla goes over to it. And skims it. I, I assume it's basically like a bunch of pages on a clipboard. Yes. That's how I've been imagining. It's like turned back to a certain page. Yeah, it's turned it's turned back to a certain page. She picks it up. Like you kind of see her face go a little bit like gray in the half light, puts it down, runs to a section of the basement, pulls a box out and opens it. And there's it's clearly like one of those boxes that's like got the foam cushioning and it's got the cutout of what mm-hmm. of what is normally in there. And she looks and that little that little space is empty except for a note that says, again, in Clara's handwriting, seriously, 
period, underlined. Don't try. You get Layla just, like, her lips thin with with displeasure, and she just kind of, <sighs> big sigh, replaces the box, takes the note, but replaces the box, replaces the manifest, goes upstairs. I think the last the last panel you get is, like, her silhouette at the top of the stairs as she shuts the basement light off. And the the next panel we get on the on the next page is Anais pacing around her bedroom, having uh, what appears to the audience to be a one sided conversation with herself. Uh, you see her sort of moving this way and that, carrying one thing or another. Just I know I know they're really trying. I don't think they're going to get anywhere though. I'm I'm pretty sure she saw to that. No. I know I could help them, but, well, I don't think she wants to be found right now. No, no, I'm not just, I'm not just going to let this happen or let her do this on her own. I just, sometimes there are alternatives. I think brute forcing this one is just going to be worse. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I'm planning. Well, yeah, I could do this the whole time, but I try not to. There's something about... Listen, when you start messing with prophecies, you take a certain responsibility for how the future turns out. And normally I don't want that, but this is Clara we're talking about. And we finally get uh, a a large panel of Anais's bed where she's uh, put together a spell circle with... Uh, a spell circle that goes around the whole thing with candles at points. Uh, on the bed itself is the deck of oracle cards that she got from this mysterious Witch's Cauldron subscription that she didn't sign herself up for. <laughs> and she sits and uh, sits cross-legged and starts to concentrate. And her blue magic aura starts to build and starts to... The, the spell circle starts to illuminate and that that glow... Uh, merges with her own, and she opens her eyes wide, and we get a panel of those full blue glowing eyes as uh, a bunch of these obscured, blurry, darkened scenes play out around her of... Mm. All right, he's got to go. Sorry. All right, baby, we're going to go upstairs. Well, we're... Get- well, we're- the scenes all involve Shrike in one way or another. You can make out the the silhouette of wings or uh, of, a, of a dark place with, with red glowing eyes all in the shadows. Uh, and in the last one, uh, you see clearly uh, Shrike struggling against something and a look of a look of panic on Clara's face and Anais gasps. Gasps in the way of a, a swimmer surfacing after after just barely managing to hold their breath long enough. Uh, there is uh, she she dabs a tissue to her nose as a, as a trickle of blood starts and uh, looks over at her side table where she sees a note again in Clara's handwriting that says, "Thank you for understanding." <sighs> You're lucky, I do, Clara. You're lucky. One of us does. 
And our she next <laughs> our next panel is on Clara. Clara, what are, what are you up to? Clara is in a location that would be a little bit familiar to our listeners who have uh, listened to Nightwatch. She's in the abandoned warehouse that Proxy used way back for her for her staging area. It is a warehouse with an internet connection and that she knows is abandoned. That's all she needs. She's got she's got basically like her own janky little version of Betsy's setup. She's she's got what looks like her school laptop, her personal laptop and maybe some laptops, a couple of other computers that she may not have acquired entirely legally. Mm. Uh set up around her. She's just sitting on the floor and all the screens are just pages and pages of there's traffic cams, there's there's news sites, there's a couple of different social media sites, and everything is... She's putting everything she has into finding Imperative. Do we get this, like, panel of her from behind with all of these screens in front of her? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, and we uh, we, we get a panel of... Uh, of... Clara kind of like rubbing at one of one of her shoulder blades, and uh, on the on the on that close up where you can just sort of see like she's got a tank. She's top wearing on. a tank top, yeah. yeah. And where her wings would usually attach to her suit, she's not wearing her suit at the moment. But in in the spot over her shoulder blades where those would usually attach, there's these angry red burn lines that look like they probably mimic the circuitry of this of, of of where the of the wing circuits the driver circuits for the wing motors that have been burned into her shoulders when imperative tore her wings off they smart oh yeah a lot of things do right now i think <laughs> her soul her shoulders so clara as you are looking for imperative, uh, roll our custom research move. That's superior, yeah? Superior. That's a five on the dice, which is a five in real life. So you are having trouble getting getting any leads whatsoever at first. Imperative's good. Imperative's good, and she specifically knows who she's hiding from. Uh, and finally, after uh, after we get a few panels of frustrated typing, and uh, there, there's one of, of Clara just slamming her hand down on a desk, and when she turns to the next monitor, you can see, like, the desk is cracked. Um, and finally, there is a hit. Oh, boy. On on one of the monitors, there's just sort of that red pulsing circles mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the the classic comic book. The computer found a thing. Yes, where is it, and 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 what is it? As, uh, she doesn't have great capacity to figure out what this is, but what what can she glean from this? Uh, she she gets a little um, a little like she she kind of clicks on this alert, and it brings up a loop of uh, what looks to be imperative uh, entering a, a, sep- a different warehouse elsewhere. Uh, this, this one's in the Seaport District. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of that, like, the, the like two-second loop of yeah. imperative just sort of landing spider-like on the ceiling and, and crawling inside Ugh. on her throne. I love that. That's so bad. It's... Ugh, she's so upsetting. She's perfect. Yeah, Clara just through gritted teeth. We, we get like a close-up panel of 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 Clara kind of b- baring her teeth at the monitor and just the the speech bubble. 
got you. Uh, we get a couple of panels of her, sh- like put it, putting on her suit, kind of stretching to, to to pull it on, pulling a a a new pair of wings. She she has a couple of suits stashed around the city, largely thanks to Betsy. <laughs> she try not to, too hard to think about who she has to thank for this. Uh, and as she as she shrug the wing shrugs the wing pack on, she just winces as it as it as it hits her shoulders, mm-hmm. uh, but buckles it down just as tight anyway. Yep, and this one definitely the 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 reader could see that it's it's a bit of an older model. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly, like it it takes her a minute to like buckle it on and, yeah. and pull the harness tight and all that. It's it's one of their backups. Betsy has the newest and greatest version of the suit, but Betsy mm-hmm. has that. She'd gladly give it to you. <laughs> mm-hmm. We get a few more panels of, uh, once once Shrike gets the suit on, we get a few panels of her alighting on a windowsill of this warehouse and and kicking off and, and launching out into uh, into the Signal City night. Uh, by now, it's it's a Friday night. Um, the streets are traffic-y, but she doesn't need them. Uh, we get some panels of her uh, gliding over and then landing on a perch overlooking the seaport district. Um, and we see these sort of like the, the computer overlay um, of the like the red pulsing circle mm-hmm. on that warehouse. She she lands as softly as she can on the roof of this warehouse, uh, just d- digging her talons into the is it metal roofing, I'm assuming? Probably, yeah. In, into the sheet metal roofing, and, and we just get a panel of her very much perched on, on one end, uh, with, with her wings kind of half out, cr- craning over the edge, trying to see what she can see. And on that, we're going to cut back to the Sanctum. Uh, we get... Our, our establishing panel of the Sanctum is just the the kitchen table, and it's it's just the light over the kitchen table. All the other lights in the Sanctum appear to be off. Um... Anais, uh, Anais is sitting there. Um, you, we, we get uh, an interstitial of her holding the like crumpled up tissue in her hand uh, that she's kind of been dabbing at her nose with. Um, and she she takes out her phone and texts, and we get a split panel of Layla and Betsy uh, getting the the text of, "I know you two are busy. Can you come downstairs so we can talk?" There's a bit of a pause, and then Anise is going to get a response back. Well, I'm glad someone wants to talk. And, and a few seconds later, those going to be stomping down the stairs. Layla, um, the panel, the panel you get on Layla, she's actually currently on the phone, and you just you just hear like kind of coming from, from like the speech bubble coming from her from her mouth just says, "No, I'm I'm sorry, we." We haven't seen her today either. Don't worry, Mrs. Wood. We'll we'll tell you as soon as we know anything. Just keep keep holding on, okay? We'll we'll find her. And she like you you, you hear the text chime. She pulls pulls her phone away from her ear to look, and then I gotta go, Mrs. Wood. But um, I'll I'll call you back later, and I'll let you know if we if we've got anything. Yeah, my my best to Mr. Wood too. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. And um she um hangs up, looks at the text again, and then just get a big sigh and she comes down the stairs. And when uh 
When Betsy and Layla arrive, you can tell pretty immediately that Anais looks a little bit shaky. Um, Layla, you sort of connect the dots in your head that Anais looks like she's been up to something and you haven't heard from Z in a while. <laughs> yeah, Layla immediately is going to like take take one look at like the shaky the shakiness of her best friend and just immediately like start putting putting some tea together. Thanks, Layla. I got you. So, how are we doing? We are, I don't know about the rest of you, I am trying to find our missing friend before her parents go insane. (sighs) I tried to douse for her last night, but she took something out of the sanctum to cloak herself from my magic. Oh, geez. Yeah. Is that going to be a problem for you? I mean, luckily, the cloaking the cloaking artifact she took doesn't do anything but cloak. I just... She could have been really hurt if she'd taken almost anything else. She could have been hurt or worse. And that's, that's what's upsetting me no, more than anything, but... I, I get that, but are, is this going to be a problem for you? You're the steward of this collection. <sighs> As long as the home office never finds out. We'll make sure they don't, then. Bets has stuff on your end. Inconclusive? That's about what I thought. I mean, I am now trying to follow up on traffic cams and the like, and at some point, Clara's going to go back to one of my old suits around the city, so I might be able to track her through one of those. And what are the two of you going to do when we find her? Tell her to go home. Call her parents and tell them that she's alive. I just got off the phone with her mom. She's she's going out of her mind. Yeah, but what are you going to do if she won't? I will bring her home. Forcibly. Okay, see, this is exactly what I was worried about. You know me. You know... I know where we can find Clara. And more importantly, I know when. Okay, so where do we go? Let's go. I know you're not going to like this, but we have to wait right now. If we try to just go to where she is right now, right at this moment, we're only going to make things worse because we'll be trying to tug her in one direction and she'll be trying to tug in another and it'll end up in another big fight and everyone's going to stay mad. So what do we do? Do we wait for Imperative to beat the tar out of her again and then bring her to the hospital? Is that what we do? No. We don't let it get that far. (sighs) But as much as I'm sure nobody likes this, And I'm sure Claire won't either. We need for her to see what happens when someone tries to strike out on their own like this and what kind of trouble they can get into. I don't enjoy the thought of someone having to learn a lesson the hard way. I mean, it's going to be like the easy hard way, but... I know she's stormed out on me, and she's stormed out on you, Layla, and... Now it's you two, Bets, and I'm sure that that's eating at you. It really got to me at the time. Look, she stormed out on you, but you weren't responsible for her. I'm 
I'm responsible for making sure that you all get out of these fights safely. And I don't know if she is. She's going to be. And I know you're our leader, and I know you take everything we go through super seriously, but you know that you don't have a way of preventing any every bad thing that could possibly happen to any of us, right? Of course I can't prevent every bad thing from happening, but there's a lot I can prevent when I'm there. When you're there, and when we let you be. You're doing a good job, Betsy. I wouldn't have anyone else seeing us through what we do. Yeah, I'm glad you think that, but I don't know, maybe when all this is over we need to have a talk and maybe a vote or something. Um, I'm not sure where my leadership has been getting us. Layla's gonna put the teacup full of tea that she made, like, down in front of Anais, and it definitely comes down with a bit of a like sharp click, a little mm-hmm. bit actually, like, sloshes over the side of the cup. And she, Layla kind of takes, like, a deep breath. Look, Bets. I know that in your mind, first rule of leadership means that everything is your fault, but... Betsy's gonna nod. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't track when Clara made a choice. And I don't agree with that choice, but it's the choice she made, and you couldn't stop her. And at the end of the day, you, you still have my vote for leadership. And mine too. We couldn't ask for a better leader. Well, thanks. Just don't cast your vote yet. Let's see. Let's wait until we get... So wait until we get Clara back. Um, if she doesn't come back in one piece, I wouldn't be voting for me. You didn't rip her wings off. And uh, as, as dear readers, uh, you, you will notice that throughout this episode, Marie and I will be passing the GM baton <laughs> back and forth. Uh, in this moment, uh, Anis is going to roll to comfort and support uh, Betsy. Cool. Roll it. That's boxcars. Oh, man. Damn. <laughs> Betsy's trying to be grumpy, okay? And, we don't allow uh, that in this house. And Anais is trying to fix it. Okay. So when you comfort or support someone, roll plus mundane in boxcars, okay. Is, is your mundane minus three? It can't be. It can't be, so. <laughs> On a hit, they hear you. They mark potential clear condition or ship labels if they open up to you. And let's it see. sounded like Betsy opened up. Yeah, it sounded like Betsy's opening That's up. That's like the most vulnerable we've ever seen Betsy. Yeah, it's, don't worry, it'll never happen again. <laughs> <laughs> I Betsy, hope that's not true. Betsy currently has four conditions. Um, oh. Is there a pencil or a marker? She has what? Four conditions. Mm-hmm. Look. Which one doesn't she have? Uh, insecure. Yeah. Well, now is, she's about to have three conditions. Now she's yeah. about to have three conditions. Be- Betsy is very secure in her ability to let her team down. No! <laughs> so let's see. Uh, I'm going to leave guilty for last. And we're not I mean, gonna, that makes sense. I'm not going to clear that one. But um, I think I'll clear angry. I think Betsy was really angry and spiteful coming into this talk. And uh, I think Anais is breaking through that. Yeah. Cool. Um, do I want to chain comfort and support? I think that sounds good. Because you conditions are fine. Ah, <laughs> only if you're on ice. So, so, w- there will be more comforting and supporting. You want me to save it? Save it for now. Okay, yeah. Then in that case, uh, Layla will look over at Anais and be like, 
drink your tea. I don't know what you did, but... You... you look like you need it. I do. I... looked ahead. Sorry, I... I... Could not focus. Sorry, uh, Claire is giving me the wrong dice. <laughs> no, sorry, I was just trying to make Just, just grab your dice. I was trying fine. to get you set up for when you did. There's the third purple one that I didn't see? Yeah, I'm a fool. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was trying to get you set up for what, if you were going to roll something. Yeah, here. Do you want me to... Jesus, Marie. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone give Laura dice. Everyone give Laura dice. Laura dice! <laughs> what is this? We're now running an exalted campaign. That's why you have a bajillion dice in front of you. Well, you are already the scion. I am already. <laughs> My God. Okay. I'll, I'm gonna take it back to. Uh, I'm gonna take it back from your. I looked ahead. I, did you say anything after that, or was that I didn't? Just that was the last of... line. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I did have more on that. Oh, so. go ahead then. Yeah. I looked ahead. I'm a sorceress. Prophecy kind of comes part and parcel. I just don't normally mess with that. I know why. It's some powerful stuff, even for you. Yeah. And I get a lot of information really, really fast, and it hurts like heck. But, and uh, Anais looks over at the clock. We have until 7.16. We need to leave exactly then, and we need to get... um. You still have that map? Yeah. Uh, Layla's going to turn, and I, I imagined that she was dowsing over the kitchen table last night, so it's it's like she's just kind of shoved it to the side, and she mm-hmm. pulls it forward again. Um, you get the kind of, like, sad little panel on the uh, abandoned pendulum that's twined with uh, Clara's bracelet. Okay. We need to get here, and she she circles what the the reader can recognize as the warehouse that Clara is uh, is currently scoping out. We leave at seven sixteen as fast as we can, and we should get there right when we need to. What mode of transportation on ice? Our usual. We'll fly. You take the you take the bet cycle. Okay. We absolutely, positively, cannot be late under any circumstances. So get your snacks, get some tea in you, and get ready to go. We probably won't be home before midnight. Cinderella logic. (laughs) Isn't it always? Betsy's going to turn to the kitchen and start opening cabinets. All right, so that means a few energy bars, energy <laughs> drinks. Betsy. This is, this is why chocolate. we trust you. Anais, you could probably use one of these, and Betsy's going to throw over a tampon, you know, for the for the nosebleed. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we'll be good to go. What time is it now? Uh, it is 6.56. So we have... Uh, exactly Exactly 20 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Layla's gonna, I think, take this time to actually talk to Z. Mm-hmm. You've been quiet all day? I've been helping. Hmm. Had a feeling. I I know I don't normally ask. You just, you know, volunteer. But I'd actually love your, uh, your insight on this one, Z. Anything specific. How do you reach someone who is hurting so bad that she can't see anything beyond that pain? And I know 
I know, it's ironic. I'm the one asking this, but how do you break through that? You can't, as much as you heroes especially hate things like this, you can't always help someone who doesn't recognize that they need it. And you certainly can't help someone who doesn't want it. Anais, despite her frequent naivete, was wise to look for the spot where Clara was going to realize that she needed something, that she wasn't going to get through this on her own steam. Once she's there, you get there and you hold on tight. You take the likely many hurtful things she's going to say to you in stride, and you recognize that in a better place she wouldn't be saying them, and that she's likely going to apologize for them later. So not so much Cinderella logic as... Tamlin logic. Indeed. All right. Yeah. I think I can hold on to that fire. Then there may be hope for her yet. Thanks, Z. Of course. And we get one final panel of the the remaining vigilantes um, kidding up and passing snacks around. And uh, Anais is going to... Uh, unwrap a couple of packs of, of matcha breakums and uh, crack two in half, uh, hand one of the halves to uh, to Betsy and one to Layla and kind of hold hers up three musketeer style. <laughs> yeah, B- Betsy just tosses it one hand to the other and joins three musketeers. <laughs> Layla uh, sort of flicks hers over her fingers and then holds hers up as well because we have to do, we have to do some kind of trick mm-hmm. with it. Yeah, Betsy's going to give Layla a weird look and say, "Where's these?" <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, she she's gonna, Layla's going to kind of get just an unreadable expression on her face and sort of glance over at the fact that Anais ha- still has an unbroken matcha breakum mm-hmm. and just say, "I think that's it." <laughs> One for all? All for one. And the final panel is a a, long, a tall panel of them uh, holding their breakums together and the last half of one sitting on the kitchen table. Did not Ace eat the other half? Because that makes an <laughs> odd number of halves. I mean, probably. <laughs> <laughs> we can't go to waste. Honest <laughs> wouldn't let that happen. Don't worry, none of these breakums will go to waste. <laughs> and we're on that. We're going to cut back to uh, to Clara at the warehouse. The, the Claire, Claire house. house? <laughs> no, she left the uh, Claire house. Oh, we're terrible. This is the worst. This no, this is, is going to be the scare house. <laughs> Dear readers, my girlfriend is currently gently, gently banging her head on the desk. Oh, don't worry. It came out on the mic. I was going to say, that that thing hears everything. It picked that up. So, Clara, you are, you have alighted on the roof and um, the, the, we get a red clock in the top uh, that, that currently says uh, 7, 12 PM. Oh, good. Oh, good. Okay. Clara was kind of, last we saw her, crouching at one end of the roof. She's going to dig her talons into the roof and just let herself down by one arm so that she's hanging next to, like, the brick facade of the warehouse. Mm -hmm. It's got to hurt so bad on her shoulders. Oh, yeah. I think we get, like, a panel inside the the helmet of just the gritted teeth. 
as as she tries to hold on to this, um, activates the the X-ray goggles and tries to look through the wall of the building. She can't do it from the metal roof because metal roof. Yep. Um, I'm gonna say roll to unleash your powers. Not to straight up creep. Oh yeah, you have straight up creep and roll that. That is significantly better for me right now. <laughs> you are definitely scoping out a place. Yep. That is a six on the dice, which is a nine in real life. All right. Uh, so on a nine, I think you get one question. Yep. What's my best way in or out? Uh, your best way in or out, you can see as you're looking, uh, the the inside of the warehouse has a bunch of those big metal shipping containers. Yep. Uh, there is also... Oh, she can't see through those. <laughs> can't see through those. And there is also... Um, most of the floor is concrete. There's a there's a, a part of it that is a big metal plate set into the floor. Okay. Uh, whatever whatever she's looking for, it's she's pretty clearly down there. Mm-hmm. There's and there's nothing else. No movement. No sign of imperative. Nothing. Okay. Uh, she can also see though that like the the doors clearly have like alarms on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's she's Clara. She's Clara. Who does doors anyway? <laughs> Not anyone who went to the Vigil School of Superheroing. <laughs> Uh, all right. She's going to let herself in by a window. I hope those aren't alarmed. She's going to let herself in by an upper story window mm-hmm. because those are probably way less likely to be alarmed. Do you yeah. want to roll something? No, that's, you can easily do that. Yeah. And she's going to kind of scan, scan the inside. She's very aware that she can't see what's inside those shipping containers and that things can be inside shipping containers that aren't boxes and bags. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing she can do about that right now. Yeah, there's, the floor is definitely strewn with, like, drop cloths and and hay, Mm -hmm. Uh, and looking at the spot where she saw the big metal plate inset into the floor, um, she can see that is actually covered. Okay, so she wouldn't be able to see see that without the, uh... Without the x-ray specs, yeah. Yep. All right. Okay. You know what? She's in a reckless mood. She's just gonna go for it. How big is this plate? Pretty big. Like... Are we talking five feet, ten feet, twenty feet? Like bay doors, big. Oh boy! And it's set into the floor. Yes. Okay. She's gonna go over and sort of cross to the where the middle of it roughly is. I think using her X-ray, her X-ray goggles to kind of outline outline the part of the floor she can't see through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and start like kicking around drop cloths and and dust sheets, trying to look for a handle or anything else. Yeah, there's definitely like in the in the middle seam of this. It's actually two big plates. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a couple of places where she can get a grip on it. Okay. She's going to just quickly check over her shoulder, presumably not see anything. Correct. Doesn't mean there's nothing there. <laughs> uh, and very gingerly, again, with a scream from her shoulder, try to lift up one of those two plates. Uh, this time, do roll to unleash your powers. Yep. Uh, I've got angry marked because of course I do, which means that I can roll plus one for that. So that's a four on the dice, which is a six in real life. Not quite. So uh, she does get the plate up, but we get that loud, like, Just get the, like, her entire body just wincing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Get the loud, like, the jagged, like, automatopoeia in the comic of just... (laughs) Yep, V-R-R-R-R-R-R. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you manage to to lift it and sort of like dive down, mm-hmm. and this thing just sort of slams back into place above you very loudly, presumably. Very loudly. There's a, there's a cacophonous boom. Is it just dark down here? There's a panel of of pitch blackness, 
and then a panel of presumably Shrike turning on the LEDs on her suit. Yeah, the, 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 actually, I think for now she just turns on the kind of forward-facing LEDs in the helmet. She, she's not going for the rest yet. Mm-hmm. She's turning on the lights in she her helmet. She went to the Betsy, to, to the vigil school of superheroing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So as she's looking forward, we hear from the darkness. There's a, there's a word bubble. Oh, Clara, how did I know I'd be seeing you here? At that, she's going to go, like, full, full lights, turn turn on everything. There, there's no point hiding at this point. It's mm-hmm. better to be able to see. Yeah, the 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 frame we get is her, like, they're standing in this illuminated orange spot on the floor, but the light doesn't even extend all the way mm-hmm. to the corners of this. It's just her in the middle of this pitch blackness, wings and talons out. I mean, it could be because I leaked to you footage of me coming here and knew you would follow it. You really just can't leave well enough alone. Claire started to get that tickle in the back of her head like, maybe this was an awful idea, but she just pushes that down. Uh, it, but not so, not so hard as to, as to not prepare herself. So she kind of crouches down, get, getting ready to leap, squares up, looks, looks around. Can she tell where the voice is coming from? Or is it just kind no, of coming from it, everywhere? No, it always seems to be coming from behind her. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, she, she's kind of turning on the spot trying to, but it, yeah, n- no luck. You know, no, I can leave well enough alone. I can't leave bad enough alone. Is this the part where I'm supposed to have some pretty banter, some witty repartee with you? Is that how this works out in your world, Clara? That you're the good guy and I'm the bad guy, and you're here to stop my evil scheme. Just that last part. I'm not expecting to do much talking, and she's going to spin around and launch herself straight back in the hopes that she can catch Imperative, who she thinks is there, who I'm guessing isn't there. Yeah, no, there's just like Talon's swipe empty air. Mm-hmm. And you hear a, a long sigh over the... Uh, uh, into the darkness. Well, it's a, if it's a fight you want, I did leave one of those for you. And from every direction in the darkness, we just see first the cluster of red eyes that, that seems very much like Imperative's helmet, and then another set, oh, and another, and another, no. until the darkness is filled with these red eyes staring down at Shrike. She's going to look around. None of these are you, are they? And uh, as as uh, one of the the cluster sort of lowers itself down, it's uh, it's a large and very familiar robot. And Clara realizes that the last place she'd seen it, she was apprehending it on the 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 grounds of Bayside High. <gasps> no, Clara, I was never here. I was never planning on being. Right. Of course. You're going to say you're smart, I'm going to say you're a coward, and then you're going to try to beat my asterisks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to say that with any luck, you take the hint this time. Not very likely. And she's going to launch herself at the first of these. Roll to directly engage. And while you're at it, mark hopeless. Mm-hmm. That's a nine total. Uh, she's not going to resist or avoid. She is way too 
We're a little beyond that. Yeah. Oh, hopeless now has a hole in it too. Mm-hmm. That Great. is three of my conditions that now have holes in them: angry, hopeless, and insecure. Great. All right. So, which what 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 are you picking? I'm gonna take an arm from this robot. Cool. Just braces against it with her talons in in its chest and just rips. Oh yeah, we get the the brief illumination of of the sparks as we see uh, like. Shrike having pounced on this thing, like sort of perched on it, and we see the illumination of just a small army of robotic oh, forms oh good. <laughs> around the room. Uh, one of them picks picks Shrike up and just slams her to the floor uh, as they're like a, a crack spider webs in in Shrike's helmet again. Mm-hmm. No, uh, roll to take a powerful blow. I just fixed that. Um, that is a five on the dice, which is an eight in real life. So pick one. I'm going to give ground and give imperative, the imperative bots an opportunity. Not like they don't already have several. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she's she's gone and ripped this thing's arm off, and her own arm feels like it's about to fall off in, in doing so. She's, every single exertion here is is forcing through the pain of those burns on her back. Uh, and and she she goes to push herself up, and one of her arms just gives out. Mm-hmm. She can't quite push through it hard enough. And she's trying to kind of use the wings to help herself up, but it's taking her a little while. This is an older, clunkier model. Yep. And there's a there's a panel of, like, the darkness sort of opening up above her as these bay doors swing open. And robots start to surge out. Oh. Up and out of the warehouse. Oh. Uh, but there are still plenty down here in the basement. Are, are they coming from in here or from the shipping containers up above? Uh, little of both. <laughs> We'd get... A panel of, I hate it when I'm right. <laughs> and in the meantime, we get uh, an interstitial panel uh, out on the Signal City streets of uh, Vigil revving, uh, revving Bad Penny. Mm-hmm. Uh, d- describe, describe how how quickly. Uh, give us a visual for how. A visual. Give us a visual <laughs> for how Vigil's driving. Vigil is definitely swerving through traffic. Uh, there's definitely a moment or two where she goes up on the curb to get around some cars. There probably was a moment where a police car turned on its lights to try to chase her, but she uh, just like zoomed and swerved and wove through traffic and was out of sight before he could get a good look at her. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, she's driving very recklessly trying to get to her, for her friend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And Lilith, how are, uh, d- describe how Lilith is keeping up. Flight. Very, very, uh, straightforward. Just, mm. you know. Yeah. Telekinetically yeeting herself through the air. <laughs> Every time you say that, I imagine it as not so much like a sustained flight, but just like, she's sort of bouncing through the air, she just hurls herself another couple of blocks. Wait. And I know that's not what you mean. Wait, no. Telekinetically yeeting or telekinetically arf. arfing? <laughs> <laughs> like, and I know that's not what you mean, but it's such a delightful image, it's what my brain supplies every single time. You know, it wasn't like that before. <laughs> no, but no. now <laughs> she's gonna be seasick. I'm just imagining like a giant glowing magical slingshot <laughs> with my magic golden slingshot. What? Does anyone get that? No, no, I have no idea. All right, cool. I'm gonna make y'all watch a certain episode of Hey Arnold when we're done. Good. Okay. So, so is she flying or just? Curling herself. No, she's flying. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I I think Grimoire is is flying next to her. You kind of get the like 
the twin trails through the air of like the yellow magic and the blue magic. Mm. Um, and uh, a- a- as they're going, uh, Grimoire is going to call Overcomes. What time is it? Layla's going to look at her watch. Uh, uh, I- I'm going to say at this point, it's uh, we're-, we're at like 737. Okay. Do you have the red clock up in the corner again? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think the red clock is now the face of mm-hmm. uh, the, the face of, of Lilith's watch. Yeah, she checks her watch. It is a it's it's a more old fashioned watch. Um, of course it is. Of course it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Betsy keeps offering to get her a nicer watch <laughs> to get her like, a digital watch, a digital watch with lots of gadgets and features. I think this one might have been like her grandfather's or something. Oh. Um, she check she checks the watch. 7.37. Is that, uh, close to the timeline you saw? Pretty close. Let's hurry up just to make sure. All right. I think if we... If we take this street, we can cut off a couple of seconds. All right. Let's do it. And we get the, the three of them swerving and sink around a corner. Yeah. Uh, and then we cut back to the warehouse. Hey, yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we, we open with a panel of, uh, of Shrike just getting, like, knocked backwards by some, like, robotic fist. Does she get knocked back into another robot? Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, roll to directly engage. That's a seven on the dice, which is a ten in real life. All right. Which two you picking? Um, I'm going to... I can't really impress, surprise, or frighten my opposition because they are robots. Well, is Imperative watching? Do I think Imperative's watching? You're not sure. Okay. My allies aren't here. I'm gonna... Can I take something twice? Yeah. Okay. As... as I don't see why not. As Clara gets socked by the robot, uh, she makes a, like a last swipe and just tears a chunk out of its out of its chest and like rips out a big chunk of electronics. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take uh take that from from the one and then the one that she slams into she just reaches up and pulls an arm off again mm-hmm. and i notice you're not resisting or avoiding no good uh yeah as uh as it sort of grapples with its one remaining arm uh clara goes to to dodge away and it sort of just grabs both of her wings in a bundle mm. And we get the the orange glow illuminating that the face of this of this bot uh, looks like it, it has like two big just grinders more or less oh. that are pulling in as it just feeds the wings into these and starts pull and and starts oh. grinding them inward. Oh no! Clara, roll to unleash your powers. That's a nine on the dice, which is an, t- an 11 in real life. Hopeless. No, no, sorry. It's a nine. Mm, that's just a nine. All right. Uh, you're going you're gonna to mark your last condition? Or... No, no, I have two conditions Oh, left. you have two conditions I've got left. guilty and afraid. I'm going to mark afraid because... I would too. <laughs> because I say this with some precision as someone who also suffers from this. She is beginning to develop PTSD around what happened to her wings mm-hmm. last time. I, I, I say this with some precision. This is, a, oh, there's a hole in Afraid now, too. <laughs> you do not have a single condition that you have not torn through. Guilty. She's not guilty very often. <laughs> let's work on that. Yes. I was about to say, yes, Marie, you're, you're show running GM. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so, yeah, she's she is afraid of this. She's actually, mm-hmm. like, 
She's actually kind of mumbling to herself, no, no, not again, no, no! And as she's she's pulling away uh, from this robot, uh, the, the wings are stuck in this thing. Oh. But uh, she's not getting, she's managing to struggle and, and not quite get sucked in herself. Uh, she reaches for uh, the, the quick release of her harness, and then it hits her. This is an older model. Oh. There is no quick release on this suit. Is she is she doing the thing where she's like got her talons in? That is like uh, that is exactly yeah. how she's doing. She's like got her talons in the concrete of the floor because comic book logic. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I, I imagine there's just a panel of like uh, talon marks getting yep. raked across oh. the concrete. Yep. Mm-hmm. So so yeah. I, oh boy. And uh, as as she's sort of like scratching at the suit, trying to figure out which is the correct bit of the harness to slice to get get this off to not get pulled into what is essentially a giant robotic wood chipper. Uh, vigil roll to defend. Awesome. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, it's an eight on the dice. Your saver, savior is plus ten million. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not insecure. I'm Again, I'm very secure in my ability to fail my team. My savior is plus three, so that's an eleven. All right, so describe how Vigil comes out of absolutely nowhere. Can I insert one panel first? Oh, yeah. yeah or I, I think two panels. We get, we get like, a, a, a panel of, of this robot dragging her back across the floor into itself, and, and Clara, Clara sort of muttering to herself goes, becomes increasingly panicked and goes from, no, 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 not again, to, oh, oh, God, I can't, I can't, I can't do this alone! And then just one panel very close up on her face, looking absolutely terrified inside the mask. Bets. Yeah, and then all of a sudden there's just like a swoosh of color, and uh, Betsy's right there bracing both legs against some of the non-grinding parts of the robot. Uh, <laughs> it has a frame. As a frame. And, and like changing her, uh, this is going to sound silly, but it sounds very Betsy, changing her gun from uh, kaboom to grappling hook to cut mode. So it now has like a little, <laughs> uh, a little mini chainsaw coming out of the uh, mm-hmm. barrel of the gun. Chainsaw bayonet. Chainsaw bayonet, yeah. And, and, and it's just cutting through the... Um, the the base of the wings to get Claire free, and the, the two of them will just crumple to the ground on top of each other. And uh, Lilith, would you like to uh, would you like to directly engage this robot? Oh yeah, um, I think Lilith is going to go to an old standby of pick that sucker up and throw it as hard <laughs> as she can. The old standby of Arf. Yeah, <laughs> it's been so long since Layla's thrown a car. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll it. Yeah. Mm, that's not good. <laughs> that's um, that's a three on the dice. You you said I was supposed to be directly engaging. Yep. Mm-hmm. Are you afraid? <gasps> it's um, it's actually a, a a two in real life. I have no conditions, but I do have negative one danger. So I was gonna be like, oh man, Claire's not in a position to provide team, but that's not. No, that's um... fine. <laughs> It's Off. not gonna work. Yeah, it's fine. You, uh, can, you can do something horrible to Layla instead. Yeah, you you pick up and and throw this robot, and it it crashes against uh, something on the the far side of the room. Good, and um, and you see it as as it sort of hits, and you see sparks. You see it's some sort of tank. Oh. 
and uh, this starts like there there is an explosion. Flames start filling the room, and uh, Grimoire touches down next to you and just like slaps her hand to the floor, and a a blue shield drops over the team as these flames sort of roil outside of it. There's a there's a beat. And then uh, as it subsides and Grimoire drops the shield, uh, the room is empty and the warehouse is empty as the remaining robots have all skittered out. Oh boy. Clara rolls onto her back, remembers where the release on these wings are, pulls, shrugs the thing off, like just yanks it off herself, reaches up, grabs her helmet under the, under the edge of it, pulls that off, just tosses it away across the floor. And for like, Two panels just wraps herself bodily around Betsy. Like, is is or, or vigils? Vigils all suited up, yeah. Yeah, vigils definitely all suited up, and probably very stiffly receives the hug and like claps Clara <laughs> on the back. Yeah, pro- probably awkwardly on the shoulder blades. <laughs> oh no! Like, yeah, she she like wraps herself around Vigil, buries her face in her neck, and 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 uh, on the and like she's she's shaking, and then as soon as she gets hit on the shoulder, she just flinches Ooh, back. You. You okay? And as soon as Betsy actually asks, she kind of remembers what she's doing. Uh, and and she's she's off of Betsy like that, like springs back at she like shoves her away and kind of falls back on the floor and then stands up very shakily and looks at the entire team. You shouldn't be here. Neither should you. That's my problem. And it would have been a really big one if we were even two seconds later. I could have handled it. I was dealing with it. Look, Clara, if you want to stay here and mope, that's fine. But we have we have an army of robots that I seem to recognize uh, that the rest of us need to stop. You stay. We'll handle it. Clara, like, <laughs> you see her make the motion to spread her wings and then remembers that she doesn't have them at the moment. If anyone is dealing with this, it's me. You can't trust me. I made that very clear last time. But you're not dealing with it. You're not dealing with anything. You're just blindly throwing all your rage at it and hoping that that'll make you feel better, but trust me, Clara, it doesn't. No, I'm trying to stop her. This is my problem. I made her. She's doing all of this for me. She's my responsibility, and the last time I saw all of you, I messed everything up. So let me take care of this. She pauses. Live or die, let me take care of this. You made her? Do you hear yourself right now? Miss Hargrove has used and manipulated everyone she claims to protect. She's made all her own choices. I don't think you're into this and... I don't think you're you're lashing out and getting so obsessed because you made her. I think this hurts so much because in a lot of ways she made you. Look oh. me in the eye and tell me that I'm wrong. Clara does look Grimoire in the eye. And everything that Grimoire sees there is just pain of every type. You're not wrong. She was the only person, and you can see you can see that the tears that were sort of welling up in her eyes starting to trickle down her face. For so long, she was the only person with any kind of power, any position of authority who I could talk to about any of 
she she doesn't even gesture her sh- at herself. She just kind of throws her arms up. Any of this. And if she can't be that, if she's something so unrecognizably awful, I don't have any other choice. I have to do this. Not alone, you don't. And not with that god-awful suit, you don't. Gosh, I don't know what idiot put that one together, but it looks it looks terrible. Here, take this one. And Betsy's going to toss a new backpack over. Clara kind of... She she almost grins and then it, and then that just kind of falls off her face, but it's it's for a second it's almost there, uh, and she 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 actually she actually fumbles the backpack a little bit. You've never seen her fumble a catch on anything. That's her whole thing, reflexes, uh, but she actually fumbles the catch a little bit, but does get it. Yeah, the quick release on the wings was a really good idea. It was. I don't know what idiot didn't put that in the original suit. Thanks for showing up and saving my butt. I, um, would probably be about 30 feet that way and paced if you hadn't. I appreciate it. Clara, I know that it's real tempting to just try to do it all on your own. I know that you think you're protecting us, but we're a team, Clara. We do things together. I don't know why you think this has to be all on you, but it's actually funny. You sound a little bit like Betsy. She thinks this has to be all on her, too. Hey, this isn't about me, Layla. We're we're trying to cheer up Clara right now. I'm trying to make a connection here, Betsy. (laughs) Clara doesn't need a connection. Clara needs her friends. And and at about this moment, a a large ghostly blue blue hand just appears behind uh, Vigil and starts just slowly pushing her toward, like, behind, I think behind Vigil and behind Shrike, and just slowly pushes them towards each other a few yeah, feet. No, this is dumb, Addies! This is dumb! We already <laughs> hugged! It's fine! Keep it's going, fine. <laughs> This Don't. is healing. This is good. Clara just sits down on the floor. Like, she's almost pouting, actually. <laughs> it, she clearly thinks that it looks, that, that she's being very dramatic. <laughs> it just kind of looks pouty to everyone else. It's not a it's not a good look on her. Um and it looks up at Layla and says, "The last time we did something together, I tried to punch out Hadron Nuclear and then you threw me at a wall. Is that what you want on your team?" She she looks at Betsy. "Seriously, is that what you want on your team?" Look, Hadron Nuclear had it coming, okay? He totally did. <laughs> and sure, we all make mistakes if if Layla needed to throw you at a wall, fine. But you know what? Right now we have we have an army of robots, and uh, Betsy's gonna point or Vigil's gonna point out the the trap door. We have an army of robots. We have to stop right now. And frankly, I could really use uh, the the one person on my team that's really good at slashing things. And I think Layla's gonna chime in. And the sooner you two hug. <laughs> We don't need a hug, Vigil says as she's holding her hand. As the two blue hands just... <laughs> this is needed. This is good. <laughs> Clara. <laughs> oh, Clara. Oh, my poor angsty girl. Uh, is, is this is the backpack that she was tossing one of the, like, the new, new yes. suits? It's actually one that Vigil, well, Betsy, has been experimenting with. Yeah, so it's an experimental suit. This is with, the bleeding edge this suit. This is the bleeding edge suit. I was going to say, does it, does it actually have, like, the, like, 
project code name The Cutting Edge. <laughs> the Cutting Edge, yes. It has so many features that I don't even know what they all do. <laughs> Betsy Wait, does, what? but I don't. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Claridge kind of... Fine. Give me... Oh, this is the nice one. Mm-hmm. Give me, okay, 30 seconds to suit up. And we'll do this. But that's it. We deal with this. I'm done. Okay, let's deal with this. And I think we get just... D- does the blue hand kind of go away and let her... Yeah. Uh, she, she just sort of stalks off into the corner where she tossed her helmet, uh, fishes the x-ray goggles out of the inside of it, uh, looks looks at the team... Could you turn a... A, a, <laughs> oh, a, a girl's uh, got a change over uh, here. Anis oh. just snaps and the like a, a folding changing screen pops into existence. <laughs> Claire's t- under her breath. I'm gonna miss this. Uh, and, and yeah, we get like a couple of panels of her like sh- shucking off the old terrible suit and the new mm-hmm. one just kind of whoop, up around her. Mm-hmm. Um, pops the helmet back on, spreads her wings and kind of sighs. Ugh. I'm going to say that this 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 suit has, like, some cooling circuits built into, like, built directly under the wings to help get the heat of the, the, the wing motors away a little bit. And right now those feel really, really good on the burns. Mm. It, it's it's even making that a little bit better. She kind of clenches her fist, flexes the talons, like, a little bit. Oh, man, this really is cutting edge. Okay. She steps up from behind the, from behind the screen. All right, let's go. And at about that moment, uh, Vigil, your cell phone rings. Uh, Vigil's gonna take it out of her pocket. Uh, Betsy was pretty sure she put it onto silent mode, but no, it's ringing right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry about this. And uh, <laughs> yeah, as she's thinking about that, she actually remembers there are there are just a handful of contacts that she set to like if it's on silent, these ones can still get through if it's an emergency. Uh-huh. Um, and in fact, one of those is Frankie. Hey, Frankie. It's late. It's shouldn't you be enjoying yourself on a Friday? And you can you can almost feel the distress on the other end of the line before you hear before you hear the voice. Frankie, it's it's this wasn't supposed to. It's it's all our designs. What do you mean all our designs? They're all over the city. Ah. Uh, oh. Okay. Someone's wrecking the city with my robots again. Look, Frankie, I know this isn't your fault, it's, and it's not going to come back on you, okay? We're going to handle this. In, in the meantime, uh, t- we, we didn't happen to program a kill switch in there, did we? <laughs> did we think that far ahead? I, I don't... I didn't. Yeah, I was afraid of that. Um, look, Frank, Frankie, uh, we're going to handle this. We, you wanna meet you somewhere? That'd be great. Uh, no, 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 Frankie. Um, uh, <laughs> Frankie, I, I'm a little worried that this might be in. But you, you see, like a little thought bubble above Vigil's head of just a, a series of above your head. Uh, you're not big enough for this one. Just like a series of height related uh, put downs that, that Betsy's scratching out, and like, I'm worried you might get hurt. I mean, I mean, come on! They're they're our designs, and I'm I'm pretty much part of the team, right? We did fight a kaiju together. All right. <laughs> um, where, gosh, where are we right now? Um, meet us downtown, okay? Okay. See you there. We're gonna stop these things. We better, cause oh boy, uh, if you haven't already, look look at the news. I'm afraid to. 
Yeah, and Betsy's going to uh, hang up with him and pull open the, the news on her phone. What do we see? Um... You, we get the the final panel is as the team crowds around a a close up on Vigil's phone as a news feed uh, has the the sort of like the the headline at the bottom is uh, techno terrors back in town as uh, yeah. robots are swarming the streets of Signal City, uh, scaling buildings, messing up traffic, and causing mayhem. And on that. We're going to go get some ice cream. We do have ice cream upstairs. We do. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Reroll Play. This episode, you heard us play Masks, a new generation created by Brendan Conway and published by Magpie Games. I'm Marie, your show running GM, and our sound editing is done by Andy. The music you're hearing is the epic orchestral superhero trailer by Neil Murray Music. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at Reroleplay Podcast or on Twitter at Signal City for regular updates as our adventures continue. If you'd like to help us make our show even better, please consider supporting us on Patreon. A link to our page can be found in the description. We'd like to thank all our patrons for their generous support, but we'd like to make special mention of our paragons of Signal City, Caitlin, Cass Weld, and our anonymous benefactor. With that, we're officially off to get our just desserts. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next episode.